Pole. Can you praise the Lord, everybody? Can you clap your hands unto the Lord? Can you raise them and give a shout of hallelujah praise? Come on, shout hallelujah with me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's the highest praise. Come on, give it unto Him. Give it unto Him. Give it unto Him with all your being right now. Give it unto Him. In the name of Jesus, come on, let your praise reach unto the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, thank him. Somebody ought to thank him at this time. Hallelujah. We thank you, holy God. We honor you. We bow in your holy presence. You are God and God alone. Hallelujah. You are God all by yourself. Oh, you take counsel from nobody. Hallelujah. You are excellent. You are exalted above all other gods. Oh, you are the supreme one. Hallelujah. The sovereign one. You are the almighty God. You change it not. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. Oh, you are infinite in mercy. You are awesome. You are great. Hallelujah. Oh, God Almighty, the self-existing one, we honor you tonight. And we bow in your presence. Come on, bow in his presence. Bow in his presence. We bow in his presence. And we honor him. Oh, hallelujah. What an awesome God he is. He is from everlasting to everlasting. Oh, He is eternal. Oh, His mercy changeth not. His faithfulness is from morning to morning. Hallelujah. Morning by morning, His mercies we receive. Great is His faithfulness towards us tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, we ought to be very appreciative of the very opportunity that we have to express our praise unto our God. Hallelujah. And especially when we come into His presence to lift up holy hands and to give him glory and honor. He deserves it. Hallelujah. And we don't even understand the measure of blessings that we get. When we lift our hands to worship our God. As we wave them in the atmosphere. Hallelujah. Angel wings are whining. As the redeem of the Lord worship him. For they do not understand what it is to be redeemed. Hallelujah. But yet they are in his presence every day. Bowing in his presence saying holy. Holy. 
Lord God Almighty, which was, hallelujah, and his, hallelujah, they worship him. They fold their wings and they worship him. The seraphims, they fold their wings and they worship him. Six wings, two they cover their feet, two they fly around in his presence. Hallelujah, around the throne of God in heaven. And they worship their creator. Hallelujah. They don't know what it is to experience born again salvation. But we are so blessed tonight that we have the opportunity to experience salvation through the redemptive blood that was flown at Calvary. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord tonight. I want to take time out to greet our pastor's wife tonight, Sister Nicole. To all the ministers here, to all the faithful workers, to our musicians, and I want to commend our women especially tonight to be here in the presence of our God. You see, we just don't know the things that he has in store for them that loved him. We do not know what our future is. We don't know what the next move will be like. Our future is with him. He knows every one of us borderlines. Amen. He knows just how far we will go. But I'm so glad tonight for this opportunity. And I want to say thanks for the invitation to be here. And I just want to be in the will of the Lord. Amen. I just want to be directed by his Holy Spirit tonight. One song where they said, where he leads me, I will follow. And so, women of God, we are here to talk about our God tonight, to inspire each other, to strengthen each other for the journey ahead of us. Amen. For as the coming of the Lord gets closer, the journey gets real rough. And it is the quality of faith that we have in him that is going to help us to be overcomers. And so tonight, we want to have our focus real on him tonight. The God who knows everything best. The God who spoke things into being and it was. The God who understands our down-sitting and our uprising. The God who changed it not. The God who was manifested in flesh. We heard it last night. Because of his divine love towards humanity. 
even though there was a gap because of sin. But thanks be to God tonight, he came and he mended the broken bridges. Hallelujah. Through his redemptive blood tonight, that was flown at Calvary, he had become our second Adam. Hallelujah. He had become our advocate. He is the Almighty One. Hallelujah. He has become our Alpha, Omega, beginning and end. He has become our Apostle of our profession. The Great and Holy One. He has become our great high priest tonight. Hallelujah. We can access him. He came down to our level. So that we can access him tonight. He had become our bread of life. So we can eat of him. Oh glory to God. And because of that tonight we just want to praise him from a true heart. Honesty is the best of policy. So if we choose Christ, then we ought to make the sacrifice to praise him, to worship him in spirit and in truth. Be honest in our walk. Be honest in our living. For he sees and he knows everything about us. There is no secret about us that our God doesn't know. Hallelujah. Lift your hands and praise him. Give him the praise. Hallelujah. He knows everything about us. Look here. When we can hide from our one another. And when we do stuff behind each other's back. God knows. He sees. He knows our method and he also knows our motive behind the method. Amen? So there's nothing that we can do that our God doesn't understand or he doesn't know. Amen? Tonight I want to talk to us about the woman of faith. That same broad topic. But I want to use for our character tonight, Ruth. We are always talking about Esther. I will take you to a different dimension tonight, and we are going to talk about Ruth. Amen. A friendly woman. Her name means friendship. Amen. But before we speak about Ruth tonight, we want to turn our focus on this word, faith. Because it's all about faith tonight. Her life depicts one of faith. And we will read for our lesson tonight, Ruth chapter 1 verse 16. And Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 and verse 11. Ruth chapter 1, verse 16. 
And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee, or to return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go, and where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. Hebrews 11, 6 and 11. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. Him who? For he that cometh to God must believe that he is God and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Verse 11. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Amen? Let's bow our heads. Holy Father, we honor thee tonight. We thank thee, O God, for thy divine love and thy presence with us tonight. We thank thee for the opportunity of congregating together as one body. We ask now, Divine Father, that you will direct your words to my heart. Hallelujah. You will give clarity in the name of Jesus. Let there be understanding. And let your words be received with receptive hearts. Now I pray in Jesus name. Amen. So first thing we want to look at the word faith. What is faith? And there are so many different Tendencies, definitions that we can use to depict faith. Faith is the connecting power into the spiritual realm which links us with God and makes him become a tangible reality to the senses of our perception. I'm going to repeat. Faith is the connecting power into the spiritual realm. It goes beyond the human understanding or just the human mind. It enters into that spiritual realm and it links us with God and it makes him 
become more tangible to us. The kind of perception that we have about him. This kind of belief. It allows us to understand a portion of who he is. Or just a portion enough where we can comprehend him. Because we cannot, the human mind cannot comprehend God. We are limited in our comprehension where who God is. It goes beyond us. But we are thanking him that he has given us the understanding and the knowledge that we can, for the little that is revealed to us, having that kind of knowledge to know who we are serving. It is enough to save us. Amen? So it is that power that connects us into that realm that we cannot understand sufficient. We are limited. So we thank him for the limitations. Faith is having that assurance, having that conviction, having that reliance, trust, belief, constancy, fidelity, loyalty, promise. It's having uh, this whole combination of having all of these qualities that allows us to dig deeper into the realm of God, that spiritual realm. It is that divinely implanted trust and confidence that we have in God. That wholehearted trust and confidence which has been divinely implanted by Him in our hearts. It's having that confidence in the faithfulness of God. One songwriter said, Great is thy faithfulness. O oh God, my Father, there is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou hast been the same God from the beginning. There is no turning with thee. Thou hast been faithful over the many generations, over the many dispensations, and you remain the same faithful God. Faith assures us success. When we put our trust in God, we are assured of success. It is a defensive weapon according to Ephesians chapter 6 verse 16. We use it as a defensive weapon. This kind of faith that we are talking about tonight 
It is very essential in our prayers. For whatever we do, there must be the application of faith. Because that is the only aspect of our serving or our link with God that moves Him. It's not our looks. It's not how much we are nice and hospitable. It is our faith in Him that works. It is our faith in Him that catches His attention and He works at our faith. Our faith moves God. Anywhere faith is, it moves God. You don't have to be a special person to have faith that God works for you. Once there is faith, God is going to stop. And is going to pay attention at that faith. Amen. You don't have to be baptized in Jesus' name and get the Holy Ghost to have such faith. There are many unsaved who activate their faith in God. And God works. And they have great testimonies even more than those of us who are calling on the name of the Lord. They can give testimony of, oh God, I saved their houses when, when it should be gone. And God just stepped in. They have great testimonies of getting monies so that their mortgage could be paid. Great testimonies. Wherever faith is, God is going to work. Hallelujah. You don't have to be a rich man. You don't have to be a wealthy person. God works at anyone's faith. It is an indispensable element in our salvation. According to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, and we have just read it. Faith works. Amen? Faith works. Faith is being assured of what we hope for. Having that assurance of that which we hope for will come into reality as we access it unto God. Faith demonstrates to the eye of the mind the reality of those things that cannot be discerned by the eye of the body. Faith demonstrate to the high of the mind. Because when our faith is to be activated, our mind must be working. It rests on our mind. The, the, the condition of the mind. Amen. And what our natural eyes cannot see when we are shut in with God. Hallelujah. Then the eye of the mind begins to work. And we begin to see things that the physical eye cannot see. Amen. Now our faith for it to work, for our faith to be successful... It must be rooted in God's unchanging character. Hallelujah. 
For our faith to work, it must be rooted. And when something is rooted, it goes way down into the earth. Hallelujah. It is firm. So when the storm comes, the the tree is firm. When the eye wind comes, the, 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 the tree is grounded. It is rooted. Hallelujah. It firmly deep in the earth. So our faith in God must be rooted in Him. Not in, in our changing circumstances. Hallelujah. Not in our changing circumstances. But our faith must be rooted in God's unchanging character. God is faithful. He's trustworthy. He's steadfast. Hallelujah. And the child of God must rest assured and have that confidence in the God in whom you serve. Hallelujah. Whatever you commit unto him, he is faithful to keep it. Hallelujah. He will keep it until that day. Oh, glory to God. So trust in the Lord tonight with all thine heart. Lean not to thine own understanding, but in all our ways let us acknowledge God. Hallelujah. It's not about how we feel about him. Oh, glory to God. It is knowing the God in whom you serve. It is to know God for yourself. And not to have a good feeling. But it is to know him. Hallelujah. To be fully persuaded of the God in whom you serve. That he is able to do. Hallelujah. All the impossibles. Hallelujah. Everything that seems like it's not going to work. Just cast them on him. Hallelujah. It is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. It is the invisible backing of our elders. Hallelujah. When you reach a certain age, that's all you have to rely on is your invisible backing. Hallelujah. You rest assured that your God is able to see it through. Hallelujah. It is that creative power of divine works. Faith. It is divine testimony of right doing. Amen. And I can't go to other scriptures tonight. It is cancellation of natural law. Hallelujah. You know we have that power. Our faith, when we exercise that authority, when we exercise that faith, we can speak to the mountain. We can speak to things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it happened. Joshua spoke to the son. And Joshua said, look here, son. The battle is not yet over. Hallelujah. And Joshua said, son, stand still. Oh, glory to God. That's cancellation of natural law. When you spoke things, hallelujah, into the atmosphere and it happens. 
when you spoke to the forces of darkness and it happens you have that power you have that authority but you got to live in that realm hallelujah it is ba- the basis of pleasing god faith is the basis on which we realize to please god in our daily walk with him in our daily administration it is that kind of faith that we activate hallelujah that allow god to work it is total dependence upon god for our faith to work we got to depend upon god in totality no human effort it's all about the divine acts of god it is trusting an unknown future None of us in here know what the future holds. But yet we have great expectations. That our God is going to come true. That which we desire of him. By faith I believe it is going to happen. Hallelujah. So we are trusting in an unknown future. We just don't know what it holds for us. For only he who is God knows our destiny. Hallelujah. Only he who is God knows how far life is for us. Oh, glory to God. Because our lives are in his hand. Our future is in his hand. Faith is counting things that be not as though they are. And so, we don't have the time to doubt our God. Oh, glory to God. He is our present help. In time of trouble. That's what the word says. He will be there when trouble comes. Oh, glory to God. So, trust Him with all of your heart. Oh, glory to God. It's the assurance of God's faithfulness. We are assured of him working it out for us. Oh, glory be to God. It is confidence in things to come. And we are having great expectation. Hallelujah. That one of these days our faith is going to be sight. Oh, glory be to God. When he shall be revealed. When he shall come from his throne in heaven to receive us unto his own. Hallelujah. Then faith will be sight. Faith is the stimulus of Christianity. Oh, glory be to God. Hallelujah. It is that stimuli that stimulates us to believe in an awesome God. It is the lifeblood of the just. Hallelujah. I said faith is the lifeblood of the just that's where we get our energy from oh glory to god without blood you are dead hallelujah so the faith that we have in god that is what stimulates us oh glory to god that's what gives us the energy oh glory to god and the impulse oh to seek after god Oh, glory to God. It is our life. Oh, hallelujah. 
It is the shield of Christian armor. Faith, it is the shield of the Christian's armor. According to Ephesians 6 verse 16. You know what? It is down payment. It is our down payment on things to come. That which you desire, just put your faith on it. That's your down payment. Hallelujah. For it is going to be revealed. Oh, glory be to God. It is going to come through. Hallelujah. And it is guarantee of our answered prayer. When we pray and our faith mingles with our prayer, it attracts God. He will listen. He will incline his ear. Oh, glory to God. And we have this beautiful picture of this beautiful woman, a young woman. We have two different age groups. We have a young woman and we have an elderly woman. Tonight before us, Ruth and Naomi. Of course, Naomi was of age. I would not say a old woman. She, Naomi, she said, she's old. Amen. But I don't like to call the elders old. Amen. So we sell the elderly woman and the young woman. Now Ruth, of course, according to the Bible, she was a Moabitish young woman. Of course, she is the daughter-in-law of Naomi. We all know the story well of them leaving Bethlehem to go into the land of Moab because there was a famine in Bethlehem. So Elimelech, who was Naomi's husband, along with their two sons, they decided to leave Bethlehem in search of food. They started the journey and they end up in the land of Moab because there was food there. Amen? But somehow after a while, they married two young ladies, Orpha and Ruth. But life has a way to make a drastic turn or to take a drastic turn. So this happened first. Naomi lost her husband, Elimelech. Then sadly, the two young men, the two young ladies were left without husbands. Young women. The, the, the boys, they followed their father quickly. And so, mother-in-law was left without husband. Two daughters-in-law were left without husbands. So Naomi decided, after losing my sons and losing my husband, might as well I go back home. But Ruth was a woman of faith. Her character depicts one of generosity. She was loyal and loving. She was strong and serene. 
she was able to take the unusual risk dealing actively with life's circumstances. Hallelujah. After it was such a hard decision for her to make, Naomi entreated her, her two daughters-in-law and said, might as well you go back home to your homeland. She entreated them to turn back to their native country from which they were. Orpha kissed her, grand, her mother-in-law and said goodbye, Naomi. I'm going back home to my people. But Ruth In chapter, in verse 16 of chapter 1, she said to Naomi, don't urge me to go back. For more than once, Naomi said, girls, go back to your homeland. For even if I could have a, a son, would you wait that long for him to be your husband? It would be impossible. Both Ruth held on to that unwavering faith. Her sorrow was that she had lost her husband. Hallelujah. She had lost, she had left her homeland and her family. That was her sorrow. She was grieving as a young wife. Now in a strange place. Oh, glory to God. But her joy was to discover firsthand the generous, loyal, and loving nature of God as he provided her a husband and a homeland to call her own. She was constant. She was persistent. And Ruth said, Naomi, I am not going to leave you. I am going to go with you. Where thou lodges, I am going to lodge there. Where you die, I'm going to die. Hallelujah. Naomi and Ruth begin to feel that kind of trust. Hallelujah. That Naomi had implemented in her about the true and living God. Because in Moab, all they know was to worship idol gods. But as a mother-in-law, she indoctrinated the truth in, in Ruth. Hallelujah. And the Shema was, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. So she, I believe that on a daily basis, she would keep on saying it into the ears of the girls. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one God. So she could now begin to think differently. Hallelujah. About Naomi's God. And so she made this great risk. Hallelujah. And she said, look here. Don't entreat me to turn back. I'm not going to go back to Moab. I don't want to go back to worship the idol gods. For your God shall be my God. And your people shall be my people. Where you die, I'm going to die. Hey, hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. So she was a woman of faith. Hallelujah to God. 
Hallelujah. She knew what it, it, it was. Hallelujah. To define her spirituality. Hallelujah. After she had gone through a process. Ah, sometimes as women, it may not all appear to be so comfortable at times. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. But a woman of faith fears God. Hallelujah. She fears God. She acknowledges God. A woman of faith believes in her God. A woman of faith obey God. Hallelujah. And she depends upon the direction of God. Oh, glory to God. A woman of faith is divine. Is div- Defined by her spiritual life. That was root. She is defined by her spiritual life. A beautiful life. When you walk as a woman. And your steps are ordered by God. Your character is being defined. Because of who you really are. You are one that is sold out to God. One that is connected to God. One who knows God. One who believes in God. And one who trusts God. Your entire dependence is upon your God. Hallelujah. A woman of faith knows how to pray. And supplicate in the presence of God. She is not selfish. Supplication in prayer is more than praying an ordinary prayer. To supplicate, it means to pass out of the natural and begin to enter into the spiritual realm. When God begins to speak back into your spirit. When God begins to talk to you in your soul about things that you did not even understand what to pray about. And you supplicate in the presence of God for your neighbor. You supplicate for your pastor. You supplicate for your friend. You supplicate, hallelujah, for your children. You supplicate for your husband. When he's on the job, you kneel in prayer. And you take time out to supplicate in the presence of God. Oh God, cover him today. Hakoshayama. Hallelujah. You don't live a free, a carefree life. Hallelujah. As a child of God. And especially if you are married. You are to take your spouse. Put him before God. And ask God to cover him. Hey, hallelujah. 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 So you are not selfish. A woman of God will put her children before God. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. A woman of God who knows how to pray will cover her household in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And even if you don't get the opportunity to lay your hands, but some part of the day, you've got to find the place. Hallelujah. To ask God to cover the family. 
It is your duty to put the family before God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A woman of faith knows how to keep herself in the word. Hallelujah. When you live in the word, and when you live by the word, you will be renewed every day. You will be refreshed every day. And even though you may experience a dull spirit, but by the words of God, when you begin to repeat them, when you begin to say them, hallelujah, you gain strength, you gain courage. You may be down now, but when I think of the goodness of the Lord and what he has done for me, David said, some trust in chariots and some trust in horses. But I will remember the name of the Lord. For the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run it into it and they are saved. You are covered. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you live in the word. You apply the word to you. Now, there's one thing I always say. If the word cannot change you, it doesn't make no sense I talk to you. Because it is the word that cleanses. It is the word that clean you up. It is the word that straighten you out. It is the word that gives direction. Hallelujah. It is the word that bring about that refreshing Hallelujah. It is the word that makes you new every day. And if you don't eat up the word, if you don't live in the word, if you don't walk in the light of the word, you will be miserable. You will become contrary. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You ever experience a miserable woman? Or are you miserable in yourself? Oh my God. Hallelujah. Everything is so disgusting. Mm. I think it's in Proverbs where it re- it refers to a woman like the dropping of the rain, that no, no rain. That rain that comes and there's no, no. And little, it stops a little bit and it starts again. You, you, you just can't get no chance. You don't know if you are to go out. You don't know if you are to sin or whatever. That nana rain. That nana woman. What is so disgusting like a nana woman? She just keep gnawing, gnawing. Everything she's disgusted about. She's just miserable. She's just unhappy. She doesn't have any taste in her mouth. She's not joyful. She's not happy about nothing. She's just miserable. Uh, when you don't have God in your soul, you become miserable. Hallelujah. 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 But a woman of faith keeps herself in the word. And even when there's conflict, oh, you apply the word to your heart. There's peace and contentment in serving the Lord. Hmm? All when things are going wrong, there's a peace that is in your heart. Hallelujah. 
When things are going the way you want it to go, there is a peace that still be in your heart. Hallelujah. Because you must depend upon God. A woman of faith knows what it is to suffer. To suffer real problems. Because you know what? After you've been tested and tried, your tests only come to make you strong. It comes to allow you to take another grip of faith and walk on. It allows you to become an overcomer. And when you pass the first hurdle, God is going to give you the grace to make the second. And you're going to realize that it was only a test. Hallelujah. Real problems come. Problems with husband. Problems with children. Problem on the job. Problem with neighbor. And it's just a bag of problems around you. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah. But a woman of faith will know what it is to wait upon God. Allow him to work them out for you. You don't go ahead of your problems to work them out. Hallelujah. Give them to Jesus. Take them to the foot of the cross. Lay them there for he cares for you. Hallelujah. You will suffer sore problems. You don't know where to turn. Neither to the right nor to the left. Hallelujah. And you are there in your little corner. Trying to make a decision on your own. Oh, hallelujah. But the Spirit is saying to you, get up my child. Hallelujah. Joy cometh in the morning. Weeping only lasts for a night. But joy cometh in the morning. So get up and dry up your tears. And walk on by faith. For victory is ahead. Hallelujah. Don't become pity party. Sorry for yourself. When there is hope. Hallelujah. You've been persecuted. Oh my God. Anybody experience anyone telling a lie on you? Mm. Mm. What pain it brings. What hurt it brings. Hallelujah. When you are going through your time of persecution. Hallelujah. But you know what? Don't give up. Don't give in. God has a plan for you. Hallelujah. And he is going to work it out for you. Hallelujah. Ruth experienced something in her life that she was not even expecting. Hallelujah. By a beautiful constancy and a wise choice, she decided to take the journey with Naomi. Hallelujah. That quality of faith that she had, it allows her to become dependable in her purpose. In her love, her firmness of mind, hallelujah, her loyalty 
and her unchanging faith in God. She stood the test of time. And she made the right choice. Even though it seemed so risky. But she made the right choice. Hallelujah. Of making that decision. When she was faced with more than two possibilities. What to choose. Would I choose this if this would work? Have you ever reached the place of making decision? And there are more than one opportunities that are open. And you are saying, God, I want to choose the right one. This, help me to choose this one. Another mind is saying, help me to choose that one. And is, you are at a crossroad. But thanks be to God tonight. She's a living example. She made the right choice. Hallelujah. And she was not disappointed. After... Making the journey home with Nehomi back to Bethlehem, Judea. In the early eastern countries, when farmers would reap their field or harvest their field, gleaning was the act of collecting leftovers. It was a law that was passed in Israel that all farmers would farm and when they reap first and then they would not go back to the field to take up the leftovers because it was done, it was left for the poor, for strangers. Maybe it would pass by. Think about a young woman going into this humble industry. Which one of us today would want to go into a field to collect leftovers, to go sell it for a living? Which one of us in here tonight would want to do that? But that was the law of the Israelites. Here this young woman, a widow, a young widow, with her mother-in-law depending upon her for survival. Her only choice, let me tell you something, sometimes God works in some ways that we become so stout-hearted and feel like this is so degrading and I don't want to do this because it's beyond my way of life and my integrity is not so low so I can't go and do this for a living but look here it was God's divine intervention that this young woman would eventually make up her mind to go glean in the field of boys we never know what God has in store for us Sometimes we miss the blessing because we become so stout-hearted and full of pride. I can't bow. Even in our salvation today, there are many who would want to be saved, but they can't come because they don't want to bow their knees. They don't want to be seen calling upon the name of the Lord. They don't want to be seen clapping their hands. They don't want to be seen kneeling and crying out to a God who is a 
able to keep them. Hallelujah. It is a shame to go into a little church and to say, I am I'm, I'm, I'm joining up with them. I am not of that sort. I am above that. Let me tell you, Jesus Christ humbled himself even to the death of the cross. He made himself lonely. Hallelujah. To buy salvation. Hallelujah. He paid the price. He became all things for us. Yeah, hallelujah. This young widow. Because as young people sometimes, we would look at somebody who is of age. 70, 75, going up in your 80s to be real widows. The Bible said widows indeed. I don't classify myself as a widow Indeed. Because I am not in that age group. So my children are still responsible for me. Because I'm not a widow indeed. My husband passed so many years ago. But I'm still, I am, I'm a widow, but I'm not a widow indeed. I can still work. I can, I can do a lot of stuff. Amen. But look at this young widow. Seems so hopeless. She didn't have a profession. She didn't have a career. But God instructed her mind. And God said, hallelujah, go into the field of Boaz. Let me tell you something, saints. God doesn't miss. He doesn't miss a target. Hallelujah. And so Ruth entered into the field of Boaz. And she began to glean. She began to collect stuff. She began to collect stuff until Boaz noticed this young woman. And he questioned, where is she from? And the young man said, well, she is a foreigner. She is a Moabitish girl. She came with Naomi. So she was given the privilege, in short, to glean in the field. Not realizing that Boaz was connected to Naomi. And it was only two of them that was left as kinsman's redeemer. So Boaz realized that there was another one before him. So Boaz said, you know, let me check him out. If he will buy the field. Hallelujah. Or if he will play the part of the kingsman redeemer to redeem Ruth. Oh, glory to God. There are some things that seem so close to us and seem so real, but all that's not glitter is gold. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah. So you know what? This man, the first kingsman redeemer turned down the, 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 the offer. And so Boaz was able to take it up. And so Boaz took up the offer. And you know what? He invited her to have, to have dinner. Roasted nuts and water. And she had, but he warned the young men, don't touch her. 
Not many of these men are in society. Not many of these kind of men. Some of them would be glad for the opportunity to have a young girl coming into his bosom. They would be very glad. But Boaz was such a disciplined man in the community. And he ordered that the young men should not even touch her. But God moved in mysterious ways. While Boaz ate and drunk and was sleeping, Ruth find herself at the feet of Boaz and she slept until when Boaz was awakened. She requested of him that he would take the veil and cover her, which depicts Christ. In those days, bowing at the feet of people, of these men, even at the foot of Christ, the feet of Jesus, it was out of respect and honor. So she laid at his feet and she woke up early in the morning after she was veiled and covered. Hallelujah. That's what God does to us. He knows our brokenness. He knows our emptiness. And he casts his veil of protection upon us. Hallelujah. He sees the agony. He knows the pain that you are going through. Hallelujah. So he casts a veil upon his children. A veil of protection. Hallelujah. It was a sign that Boaz was going to marry to Ruth. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Sometimes in our poverty... Oh, glory to God. We would have desired to have that. We want this and we would want that. But I heard David said, wait upon the Lord. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen thine heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It was a union or an association of mutual benefit. A merging effort. Hallelujah. Interest by persons that happened to to Ruth. It was emerging. But maybe she did not understand what was happening. But it was God's divine hand upon her. Oh, glory to God. It was God's divine favor. And it was appropriated at the right time. The right timing. Hallelujah. And Ruth was... After the decision was taken that Boaz would be the king's man redeemer. Hallelujah, old man, you know. There is a tendency with men. Why older men like younger women? It's not just happening now. It's from a way, way back. Hallelujah. Maybe the men after 
they heard that boys married to Ruth. Maybe they were saying, uh-huh. That is why he was saying to us, don't touch her. Because he have intentions. Ah. Ah, but God worked in a mysterious way. It was all about redeeming Ruth. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. And Boaz, when you can imagine how he felt when the first, when the first um, kingsman redeemer, when he first refused the request to marry to Ruth, oh, how Boaz felt, huh? He was like a lock. He was so happy. He was so glad to know that he, but you know, he was from the lineage of Judah. So the first man who denied could not say yes. Because what God was doing is that Jesus would have to come through the lineage of Judah. And that Ruth would end up being the mother of Hobed. Hallelujah. And because of that, let me read that, 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 um, that, that part that you can understand. Because of that, Jesus came through that lineage. And Obed became the grandfather. And Naomi, after they were married, so Boaz took Ruth and she was his wife. And when he went in unto her, the Lord gave her conception and she bare a son. And the woman said unto Naomi, Blessed be the Lord which hath not left thee this day without a kinsman, that his name may be famous in Israel. And he shall be unto thee a restorer of thy life, and a nourisher of thine old age. For thy daughter-in-law, which loveth thee, which is better to thee than seven sons, art born him. And Naomi took the child and laid it in in her bosom and became nurse unto it. And the woman and her neighbor gave it a name, saying, There is a son born to Naomi. And they call his name Hobed. He is the father of Jesse, the father of David. And now these are the generations of Perez. Perez begot Ezron. Ezron begot Ram. Ram begot Aminabidab. And Aminadab begot Nashon. And Nashon begot Salmon. And Salmon begot Boaz. And Boaz begot Obed. And Obed begot Jesse. And Jesse begot David. So you see, the first man could not say yes. Even though he may be looking better than Boaz, but he was not richer than Boaz. Boaz was a wealthy landowner. He had money. So let me tell us tonight, ladies. Sometimes our choice is not God's choice. We choose and we begin to make a list. Of who we want in our life. These are for the singles, not for the married ones. And even for the married ones, sometimes you have a list. Of what you, you, you pick out what you're going to do, from what you're not going to do. And a husband can't make me do this, and this, and you have a list. 
But let me tell you, your timing is not God's timing. And as long as you're living in the realm of the Holy Spirit, God must talk to you. He must direct your path. Hallelujah. So our choices sometimes are not in God's way at all. We are far away. Hallelujah. Because sometimes God brings us down to zero. Sometimes God brings us down to zero. He strips us of everything. When God took my husband, I said, I said, God, what else is left for you to do to me? Hmm? I was mad with God. I was upset, Sister Nicole. After being through all kind of stuff. And coming down here where I, I pray, I seek, I say, God, will you save him? God said, uh-uh. I'm going to take him home. And I watched him as he went. Hallelujah to God. It was not for me to decide his departure or him staying. Hallelujah. He had a different plan for my life. And I just want to be in his will. It was not easy. And even now and then sometimes I reflect it's not easy. But my all dependence is on God. I can't afford to backslide to leave God now. After all he had done for me. Hallelujah. And I'm going to serve him to the end. Whatever he has for me is for me. Nobody can get it. Hallelujah. So you know what? Just remain humble where you are. Do what you're supposed to do as a wife. Do what you're supposed to do as a child of God. And depend upon God for every aspect of your life to work out. Don't take things into your hand. Sometimes as wives we want to take things in our hand. And we want to get heave up with the husband. Not true. Not true man. Sometimes we want to get even up with him and spite him. All the wives, my little spite husband, and draw a card on them. Wrong thing you're doing. Still be faithful, even if you are not getting the kind of attention that you need. Still do your part. Because whatever you measure, this is the danger, you know. Whatever you measure, it is going to measure back to you. So you make sure you give good measurement. This is the secret part of serving God. Whatever you measure to that man, he's going to measure back to you. Hallelujah. Whatever you measure to your children, going to measure back to you. So give good measurement. If you have to cry, cry or stop. If you can't bear it, if, if it is affecting you so badly, cry, go to one corner and pour out your heart to the Lord. Cry the tears. And you know what? When the husband will give you trouble, come. Cry in your ears. He can't sleep. Call upon the name of the Lord Jesus. Lick him with the word. Lick him with prayer. Lick him with praise. Let him become uncomfortable in the bed. Ball out to Jesus. Sing some song in his ears. 
hallelujah to God, and work out your salvation with fear. Don't be afraid. You're not doing anything wrong. Because some of them won't come to church, you know. And since some won't come to church, you have to take church to them. Right in the bed. Mm-hmm. Let him hear your praying. Let him hear your calling upon the name of the Lord on his behalf. Let him hear your calling on judgment. Mm-hmm. Because you have the power. I say, God, arrest him. Mm-hmm. Bring him under control. God Almighty, give him the heart to seek you. Don't be afraid to cry out to God, man. Sometimes a silent prayer no work. Sometimes you have to cry out loud. The Bible says, this poor man cried. And the Lord heard him and saved him from out of all of his trouble. So when trouble come, cry. Don't take it near. Look, you cry unto the Lord. Find the courage, find the strength, and holler out. Bow out to Jesus. Oh, you got to find a way out. And the God that you serve is not going to turn, your back, turn, turn his back on you. He's going to be there for you. He is going to see you through. It doesn't matter what your problem. It doesn't matter what your circumstances. God is going to see you through. Hallelujah. He's going to make the way possible. Even though you may not see it now. But somewhere along the line. He is going to work it out for you. Hallelujah. The most of us Satan of our circumstances. There is a place. There is hope in God. It doesn't matter how devastated the situation is. There is hope. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. The woman who had the, the, the son, she did not pray for her son. But Elisha passed by. And Elisha passed on a blessing and said, Next year this time, you shall have a son. Hallelujah. You know what? The boy was grown. I'm talking about the Shunammite woman. The boy was grown and went to the field with his father one day. And being there with his father, the father heard him crying out for headache. Father, you know, the father not carried the child to the mother. You know. The father sent home the child. Those are some of the ways that our men has. The mother must carry the burden. So the father sent home the child to the mother. Women, we must be morally strong. Not be no weak heart, woman. Be morally strong. Be mentally strong. For you are going to be needed one of the day to stand up. Hallelujah. When the men are failing. Hallelujah. Be morally strong. The mother sent home. The, the father sent home the child to the mother. But as women of hospitality. She already planned and make a room for the prophet of God to stop by whenever he comes into town. 
it was an her request that she said to her husband, let's build a little room for the man of God. That when he comes into town, he can get some rest. And she put a bed in, she put a chair in, and she put a table in. She didn't know what she was doing. Sometimes God drives us to do stuff. Let's not stop to question it. Sometimes it's an act of faith. And the Bible said that the mother held the child in her lap until the child died. The one and only son. Hallelujah. She began to say, but I didn't ask the prophet for no child. Oh, is it that God gave me the child and now he take it back? But you know what? She encouraged herself. And she called, she took the child and she went up and she laid the boy on the prophet's bed. The daddy don't understand that the child died yet, you know. Because he's not home yet. But she took the child, laid on the bed. And she said to the servant, saddle me an ass. The man of God is somewhere in Mount Carmel. About 25 miles from where she was living. She said, saddle me the ass. You see, she was a morally strong woman. She was a woman of faith and great courage. She didn't stop to be there weeping and crying and saying, my son is dead. What am I going to do? But she got the courage and she mounted at us. Hallelujah. And she said to the servant, slap not your riding. Oh, glory to God. I am going to see the man of God. And when, when the man of God looked away yonder, he said, isn't that the Shunammite woman? Go and see what happened. Ask her, is it well? Mighty God. Hallelujah. Is it well with your husband? Is it well with you? Is it well with your child? Hear what the woman of faith said. Yes, my Lord. It is well. A woman of faith having debt on her hand and still saying, it is well. Hallelujah to God. When you feel this courage and become despondent, say it is well. For I'm going to rise in the name of Jesus. It is well. My struggles are well. Oh, my discomfort. It is well. Hallelujah. It is well. I'm going through a storm, but it is well. My boat is rocking, but it is well. Trouble on land, trouble on sea, it is well. And so, the man of God said to Gehazi, Take my staff and go to the house and put it on the child's face. And I will come after. And the woman would not leave him. Sometimes as women, you got to stick it out. Hold your confidence. Hold your trust. And don't waver. Don't stagger at God's promises. Whatever you ask of him, it shall be done. Hallelujah. And so she held on to the man of God's feet. Bow in respect 
to him. And she said, man of God, I'm not going to leave you. And Elijah came. The Bible said, when he came into the house, it takes time sometimes. At God's appointed time, he's going to show up. Even though it seems dead. Hallelujah. But he is the God that gives life. That condition going to be resurrected again. You shall find joy in that situation again. You will be happy to know that it has been resurrected again. Hallelujah to God. You will have testimony to know that that dead condition has been quickened through the power of God. Don't take it in your own hand. Hallelujah. So Elijah went back a second time. And he stretched himself again on the boy. And the Bible said he felt that warmness begins to come from the boy's body. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. She was barren. And God gave her that son. Hallelujah. The God who gave her that promise is never dead. He's alive. Hallelujah. Can you express the sentiments even when your world is crashing in on you? Can you still express those sentiments? Can you still find the courage to give God thanks for the condition? Can you still hope in God and trust Him wholeheartedly that He will come through for you? You may be here tonight and you are faced with situations that you just cannot go one foot further in the name of Jesus. You feel like you don't have the strength to go one foot further. You have tried to work it out. But instead of it coming through, it gets worse. Hallelujah. Can you still testify about the goodness of God? Even though you are faced with such horrible, horrible condition. Can you still find the courage to call upon the name of the Lord and say, yes, Lord, I still believe in you. I know you will work it out for me. Hallelujah to God. Remember that in the most agonizing of circumstances, even when you feel abandoned, even when tragedy strikes, are you still going to remain faithful to God? Hallelujah. Are you still going to carry out the great plan that he has placed in your responsibility? Mm. Trust in his word. 
and gain that assurance from the Shunammite woman, from Esther, from Ruth, hallelujah, who have gone through the threshold of pressing. Seems like there wasn't any hope. Hallelujah. But God can bring back that dead situation to life. If you feel like your love life is being dent, God can straighten it out. Wives, don't give up on your husbands. Put it before God. Wives, be loyal to your husbands. Be cheerful. Help them on the way. Help to bring them. Hallelujah. Help to succor them in God. This is why we are called help meet. There are husbands who will work. They don't have the kind of intellect to work out things the way you both would want it to work. You are the experienced one. Help him. Don't call him a dunce. Don't curse him out. Be careful how you handle that man. Hallelujah. Take time out for each other. Do your duty well. Some wives have a tendency of refusing to cook the dinner, to wash the clothes. To do what you are supposed to do. Trying to get even with him. Do it for yourself. One head up top bed. They had a head down bottom bed. You cannot afford to sleep with the devil. And when you do that, you are only encouraging the enemy to come right in between. Mm? So be there for each other. Whatever it is, quickly amend it and keep the love flowing. If you feel like you didn't get your right rib, I'm sorry for you. You have to live with it. Work with it. Keep it going. Find means and ways to sustain it. Because you said I do. <laughs> You said I do until death us do part. I do. At the ceremony that was held for you. It was nice then. It was such a joyous time. Honeymoon. Why? What anxiety for honeymoon. Keep the moon bright. Don't let the moon lose its light. So remember the honeymoon. 
and keep it going. Whatever it takes for your marriage to work, work it. Enjoy it. For there's a time coming when Solomon said, the eye is going to get dim. The grinders cease. Because some of them fell out, you know. When you reach old age, you can't do what you used to do when you're young. So enjoy your life now. For it don't take long now to get old. Hmm? Me say it don't take long for you to get old. When the joints begin to crook, crook, crook. And the knees begin to wobble. And the waistline begin to give trouble. Mm, become a stiff sister. <laughs> and you buy all the medication of whole age. And all the pain, all the tablets of whole age are set in. Can't sit through the windows. Start to hear some kind of sound. And a bird, you know? And a bird. And the ears are get lazy. And you think a bird out there? And a bird. A holy age of setting. So enjoy your know, life now. And don't make no time waste. Live in love. And let the love flow. And carry each other for night. For years, night and day. But work out your marriage. Single woman, you're not married yet. Wait upon the Lord. Uh-huh. Wait till God give you a right rib. Wait till God provide the man. For you're a right rib for somebody in a button because him not come yet. And if you in a hurry and go take up the devil's son, you're going to have trouble with your father-in-law. Nehomi never have no trouble with her daughter-in-law. Hallelujah. You have some mother-in-law, you know. Jesus help, help the daughter-in-law. Them. A mother, a mother-in-law and daughter-in-law we're talking about, you know. I said we have some mother-in-laws who feel they still own their son. They are thorns in the flesh. They feel like what the son of the wife or she will feel guilty. Look here, the Bible says, leave mother and father and cleave to your wife. She has become the bone of your bone and flesh of your flesh. Leave the marriage alone. Mother-in-laws in here, leave your daughters or your son-in-law alone. Come out of their life and stop making trouble. Be a source of strength to them. Succor them. Help them. Help to guide them along the path. Instead of making up your face of your daughter-in-law. When she should be coming to love you. As you see her, you should do. And no matter what she call you, no answer. Me no know, you know. Me just a say it. God 
God knows every one of us in here tonight. Amen. God knows our hearts. And there are a lot of things that will bar us from entering into the kingdom of God. It may seem like it is not so, but it is so if you don't have a clean heart. If you don't have a clean heart, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. If your heart is packed with malice against your daughter-in-law, you see what, what, what Ruth did? Ruth allow herself to go glean, to take care of her mother-in-law. To make sure that she was sustained with food. Take care of your mother-in-law. And even when they are bad mouthing you, take care of them. Do your best. For whatever measure you measure. Shall be measured back to you. So do all the good you can to them. Bestow the blessing upon them. And God will put fire on them. For they don't realize that. That you are. At the place. Where you have the authority. To ask God to do stuff. But do what you can. While you can. And let the love flow in the family. And everybody live happily. In the name of Jesus. And when there is peace, joy and happiness at home. The church will be flush with the same. There will be happiness. There will be fellowship. There will be love. There will be peace and contentment among the family of God. Hallelujah. Do what you can until you can't do no more. God bless your hearts tonight. May the peace of God be bestowed in your hearts. Hallelujah. You find the place to always give thanks to him. For he is our source. God bless you. Young people, wait on the Lord. I was grown up in church. From a baby, I was grown up in church. And I waited on the Lord. Young ladies can wait. God will give you the best. Wait on the Lord. God bless you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We want to thank Pastor Cole for enlightening our hearts with the word of God. Amen. And at this time, we're just going to dismiss. It's time is far spent. We just want to thank God for his presence. We're going to ask our district prayer coordinator to come and dismiss us in prayer in the name of Jesus. Amen. And he went where the dead boy was.